Good afternoon, fellow morons. It's a, a little bit earlier than we typically jump into the cordies, so thanks for the punctuality, except for Hunter, who's decided to fuck off to a different country um, and avoid us for a second week in a row. Shocking. We've the views this time. Do we have the views? Yeah, listen, we gave him his reviews. Remember, we thought he was drunk when he gave his last reviews, and he was definitely drunk when he gave these ones. Um, which we will touch on to in a little while. Uh, thank you to those that are listening to us. Uh, this week we are in to talk about the French Dispatch and Beauty and the Beast that were selected by two followers from our Instagram account. Daniel, do you have the names of the people that requ- requested these movies? Um, I do. I should have had them in front of me already, but I don't. So, hold on. We wouldn't be the morons without fucking up a minute and 20 seconds into a recording. <laughs> I, know, I, I should have been. Uh, so we've got Jamek 88 Films. What's his actual name, Sean? I, I don't know. I just follow him on Twitter for Celtic stuff. His name's John, I think. <laughs> so he's also, John. Uh, you can follow his Twitter as well if you, if you like that sort of stuff. Uh, so uh, Jamek 88 Films. His page is actually really funny. I like his page. Uh, he, po- he posts stuff all the time. He's been doing like top tens of stuff. Uh, He's given us a, a review of this movie as well. And uh, Ash Bash uh, was the other one who is uh, Ashley Wallace, who is a colleague of Craig's, uh, who suggested Beauty and the Beast. There yeah. we go. There we go. So two two movies that I'm really interested to see the thoughts on. Um, seems some deflated people uh, talking to them just before we hit the record button. But, before we go in and talk about these movies, just a quick recap on the movies that we recorded last week. Uh, first of all, we'll, we'll apologise for the sound quality that came through on the recording. Uh, I was trying to be fancy and using the new laptop and fucked it. So back to old laptop for this week and we will have something in place for next week. Um, the movies we had last week were Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which scored a 3.35. Old Boy, that was a personal favourite of Sean's, uh, came in at a 2.35. And The Batman, scoring in at a top 20 number for us with a 4.05. Has anybody went back and watched these movies again, though? No, no, but... Well, I'm not going to say anything yet. Can you not go to The Batman again, or was that, was that Hunter? No? Hunter's Hunter. seen it twice, yeah. Hunter's seen it twice. I'm surprised, not Kyle, you normally go and see the same thing like three times. I'm surprised you've not been to see it. Do you know what? See, actually having to do some work with this new job, uh, I've not got time. (laughs) Or I would have. Uh, I definitely would go back and see Batman. So if you you haven't seen Batman already, even if you've not listened to the recording that we've done, uh, go watch it. Absolutely excellent movie. Excellent movie. So I think today, guys, we should start off with um, potentially John, if that's his name. Uh, Sean doesn't really know. This could be a completely, but by the way, just to say, like, this could be a completely good, different guy that I'm thinking of. So, like, this probably be listening. Oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, apologies, John, if your name's not actually John, and I've got mixed up with somebody else. But I follow this this page on Twitter, like it's a Celtic page. So I'm 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 sure it's the same guy. Apologies if not. Um, no, it's definitely him because he puts up like funny Neil Lennon pictures next to his movie reviews and that. Siamese twins. Siamese boy. Siamese boy. Sorry, Neil. Uh, uh, So, 
we were uh, instructed to watch The French Dispatch, which is a movie came out in 2021. Um, a love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city that brings a life it brings to life a collection of stories published in the French Dispatch magazine, directed by Wes Anderson. Um, Daniel, I think it would be a good point to start off with the review that we got from the follower. Yeah. Um, what does this score on IMDb, by the way? Like, this is quite highly thought of, isn't it? 7.2, I think I a 7.2 out of 10. It's actually sitting 39th on IMDb's popularity list, uh, falling down 10 places in the last few days. And that's over 95,000 people that have reviewed it. I think that's fallen down because people must have watched it in the last 10 days. Um, <laughs> so, the, <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts we got sent in uh, by our man John, who picked the movie, said, if you got together all the annoying people in the world and asked them to make a film, it would be the French Dispatch. <laughs> these, these mind the ballistic Bob sketches be chewing the fat, where there would be scenarios like Bob as a chef trying to get an olive to sit on top of a fancy dish and it would keep rolling off and uh, then he would snap and start smashing plates and food uh, up in the kitchen, screaming the place down. Uh, that was me at roughly quarter past nine um, <laughs> During the half eight showing of the Friends Dispatch at the Odeon at Glasgow. Oh, imagine going to see us at the cinema. <laughs> oh, you paid money to go and see this. Fucking hell. Paying on popcorn that you just leave after five minutes. Oh, man. So he's had to sit, he's had to sit through this. Uh, pure pretentious, unlikable devil with these stories absolutely unrelated to one another that don't even form any sort of collective narrative. The only time I've ever felt claustrophobic and trapped in a cinema hall. If I had died in a car crash coming home, it would have been the second worst thing to happen to me that <laughs> night. <laughs> Listen, how 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 do we how do we carry on from that? That's um. Uh, he, he did finish off with he said, "I should also say sorry to the morons for making you watch, uh, but I love the part and I had to hear your takes." So, well, it's, it's an interesting. Be very different. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's definitely an interesting one, and I think this is a good opportunity to go back to Mr. Burns, who is still, again, a relative novice to watching movies, and I always get worried when we put movies like this in front of Burns that he tells us just to fuck off with this moron's patter and just uh, go back to watching Premier League years every day of his life. <laughs> well, actually, at the start of this, when these two films got picked, I actually thought I was going to enjoy this more than Beauty and the Beast, to be honest. Um, but only because it wasn't a cartoon. That's the only fucking reason. That was the main reason. The first thing I saw eh, after watching the film is I saw it was got delayed due to COVID. But I'm just, I'm, it's just unfortunate. It's still being fucking delayed because it should never have made it to a screen. It's uh, absolutely dreadful. Um, it was just completely pointless for start to finish. Um, usually, if I score a film slightly like quite low. You can you I can usually understand why people would like it, but I can't understand how anyone would enjoy this film whatsoever. Um, the only points that I thought the very start of the film setting the scene was all right, um, and then when it when it went off to like the psycho reporter, I was just completely lost interest straight away. The only bit which I did sort of think was okay was like. <laughs> Uh, where it's all about the disturbed artist and he's drawing the pictures and 
because you actually felt as if you understood their characters a wee bit, which that seemed to take out quite a bit of the, maybe about half an hour, maybe, I don't really know. That was only about where I actually was interested a wee bit, even though it just felt so random and so bizarre. But I the interaction between the inmate and, um, was it Cardassio or something? Or kind of the guy that's like trying to get him to give, sell him his paintings or whatever. Right, Adrian Brody's character. Aye. Possibly, aye. They were they were okay, um, but I after that scene ended, I felt myself just come switching off, switching off, losing interest. And I think as well because the next scenes like some of it's obviously in French, and you're having to read the subtitles as well. It's just you need to if you're going to have to actually concentrate on the screen and read, it needs to be something that's actually half decent. No, that's absolutely garbage. That is just. <laughs> Did you I actually, actually, I was I was going to say that the film I would probably compare it to would be Ballad of Buster Scruggs because <laughs> just stories lumped together with no rhyme or reason behind it. And I don't know whether it is meant to make any sense or whether I've just completely lost the plot, but it's just deplorable. Ooh! <laughs> That's a, that's a, that's a big word, that, for, oh, scathing. <laughs> I feel like Burns is taking the time to research words to describe how he's feeling, and that's what he's found. And he's well, like, that's, what did, that's what I did for the second half of the film, which was so interesting when it was on the background. <laughs> There's so many people in the news responding to the war now, deplorable, that's a Vladimir Putin description, like, that's probably the worst of the worst, you must have hated this. <laughs> oh, I did, I. I think, like, I would, the only thing I would say, it's probably not as bad as Zulu Dawn, because it was only two hours. Probably not as. Yeah. That's that's the biggest compliment I can pay it. Um, but, yeah, nobody should ever have to watch this film ever again. I would rather watch your Mega Shark v Colossus, like, whatever, however many films there is of them. If there was 20 of them, I'd watch them back-to-back instead of watching this. <laughs> Listen, Mega Shark versus Colossus was underrated in my eyes. That was decent. That was decent. At least I had a storyline. I'll give it that. I also <laughs> feel that Daniel was going to like this, which is quite unfortunate for what he sort of said at the start. Because after he was going to not, there was no way coming into this. That sometimes there's films where somebody can change my opinion as we go through, but with this, you could explain the full thing. It could have just been that I completely missed everything in it, and I still wouldn't care less. <laughs> Well, listen, I think we're in a good role with the how we're talking about it so far. Let's run straight into Mr. Positive. And, Sean, you give us your thoughts. Uh, just shite. Absolutely <laughs> shite. Uh, I just want to start. Uh, I, I don't know if you'll be listening, but I just want to apologise to Dave for calling Julie Dawn the worst film we've ever seen because this is absolutely <laughs> by quite a distance. This was absolutely fucking shocking. So you, see, if somebody had asked me... Uh, like, oh, like, should I go and watch the French Dispatch? What's that about? I, I, I genuinely wouldn't really know what to say about the saying don't watch it. It's just fucking terrible. It's absolutely garbage. I just couldn't wait for it to finish. Coupled with that, obviously, I only watched it today. Uh, but, like, I was kind of thinking to myself when I'm watching this, I was thinking, what the fuck's actually going on here? Like, I, I cannot, obviously, the thing with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs that Burnsy brought up, like, that, the only thing that's kind of similar with these two films is it's different stories within a film. And I said at the time when we watched that, that why didn't they just make a TV show? Uh, and I, and I, I, like, if they want to do films like this, and they, it should just be a fucking TV show. 
I've no interest in watching stuff like this at all. And Valdi Buster Scruggs was much more, it was much better done than what this was done. If you're going to insist on having fucking mm-hmm. these films that are split into like three, four, five different stories, whatever it is, but this was just utter pish. Like the cast as well, like it was quite a strong cast, but what the fuck are they thinking? <laughs> they, they, they must have read a completely different script, and then when they turned up on day one, they've gone, they've just been fucking led into this. They've already been paid and signed up for it. This is utter pish. Like, absolute pish. I had no idea what was going on throughout the whole film at any point. I had no interest in any of it whatsoever. It was absolutely pish. It, was, it just strikes me as if it was a film that was made for these fucking pretentious critics and it's no made for your average punter. Like, this is not made for people like us to watch. It absolutely isn't it. Yeah, well, what's interesting it. is I'm just running and checking the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score because typically you'll get a, a big contrast in there. So um, it's 75% fresh on the tomato meter from the critics and it's 76% on the audience score. I looked at the audience rating, right? And everybody's fucking naming in that is like fucking Christian or some <laughs> fucking mad fucking Tory name. Apologies to all the Tories out there. Actually, no, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> it's, honestly, it's, it's fucking it's unbelievable that people gave that positive review because I read through a, like a, a couple of reviews as I always do and, oh my God, man, it's just a load of nonsense. Fucking magic fairy dust that you've been sniffing. A load of pish. Well, this was made for a certain group of people to impress and, and that's film critics and that is it. This is not made for your average punter who fucking lives in a scheme and, and works Monday to Friday 9 to 5 who goes out every weekend to go to the football and has a fucking a pint of Terence and a vodka that's not made for people like that it's made for fucking toffs and fucking just absolute posh cunts well let me read one of these uh, reviews I read this earlier and I thought I'm going to, I'm going to mention it when we're recording because it, it was actually hilarious so they've given it a 10 out of 10 on IMDB so just to preface it with that such a mind-blowing, fun, nourishing, entertaining piece of cinema. This is truly Wes Anderson at his best. About four different stories, a prison artist, a writer ch- chess extraordinaire, a kidnapping, and a fridge dispatch columnist. The production design must have been fun to work on. There's so much detail in pastels. Um, definitely deserves praise. From my experience, the film's a masterful delight, and I was happy I watched this with my 60-year-old mum. The cast was perfect, pacing was just right, the writing's brilliant, and exciting vibes all the way around. Superb. Pacing? What pacing? <laughs> that guy is a wanker. <laughs> Sorry, that... Who, I would love who, I would that? Jacob Rees-Mogg. Honestly, so fuck, it would be embarrassing. It's a genuinely, hands down, the worst thing I've ever watched on telly, period. Whether it's TV programmes, I include adverts in this as well. I've seen better adverts than this. <laughs> Fucking atrocious. And see if I ever need to sit through another film like this, I'm going to turn it off halfway through. Movie club or no movie club, I'm not, I'm not putting myself through that. Again. That was fucking horrendous. Horrendous. I was just going to add on, Sean, you know how you said about the cast? Is, can you imagine if on that Actresses Week, Daniel, that you cho- you got the French Dispatch as Frances McDormand's one? Oh, I know, I know, I know. I knew in advance I was going to hate this. Oh, I hate, I hate every Wes Anderson movie. They're all absolute pish. <laughs> um, I'll need to check it. Keep going, Daniel. Right, all, then, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, fucking oh. all that pish. It's absolute shite. Uh, and it's for like 
weird fucking hipster folk that <laughs> pretend that they like I don't believe that anyone likes this shit. It's all these folk that just pretend that they like it and they all go along to the cinema together and each one of them is sitting there thinking I don't want to be the one that says this is shite everyone else is saying it's good but every single one of them thinks that and they're all just fucking kidding each other on right it's okay you can all admit it now this is all shite like all these films are shite this film in particular is shite let's just have like an amnesty right let people all come out and admit it that nobody likes this just to interrupt you slightly, Daniel, I'm just looking at what's upcoming for Wes Anderson, and he's got a, f- a film called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which is a chronicles of variety of stories. Shock. Fucking shock. <laughs> and it'll have uh, Owen Wilson playing some sort of shite character, or Luke Wilson, maybe. So it's Benedict Cumberbatch, Ralph Fiennes, Dev Patel, Rupert Friend, Ben Kingsley, and Richard Iode. Iowade. Iowade, apologies. Sorry, Richard Iowadi, for that. I know he listens. He does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but I, I mean, it's hard to not just echo what you guys have all said. Um, to try and maybe add on a wee bit more than just saying it's shite. Um, see the whole Benicio del Toro tortured artist in the prison story mm-hmm. concept. Uh-huh. I'd watch a full movie if that was done by someone else. Like. Benito Del Toro I thought was actually really good. Um, like you all say, it's a very strong cast. Here's a thing that's uh, probably an unpopular opinion because he's very popular at the moment. I cannot take to that Timothy Chamele or whatever his name is. I don't get him. I don't get it at all. I think it's maybe this is us getting old, right? Because like he's like the next young thing. But I, I don't like him in anything. I think he's fucking a shite actor. Like, I don't... I don't know, I find it really hard to fucking get in anything that he's in. And that whole story was the worst out of all of them. The fucking, <laughs> what a load of shite that was. So you pumped I, the old I, wife? Aye, sh- like shagging the old woman. Um, <laughs> the re- whatever sort of revolution that they were trying to have. But it seemed, what was it even over again? And I remember taking note at the time, but this film was so boring I forgot loads of shit. But um, what was it even the protest about? It was something so stupid. It was like, it wasn't even worth any of the shite that they were going through. Anyway. Um, I can remember, actually. The word that John used in his review is pretentious. This is fucking pretentious, right? And I, I, I can say, once I said at the start, I thought I might like this, right? And I sort of understand that because sometimes I can like the, the maybe yeah. more, uh, the stuff that skews maybe more towards the weird or the critics' choice stuff. Or I can usually like appreciate the art within something, right? But this is... It's for people that go to art galleries and look at pictures and pretend that they like one better than the other and they don't really know. Do you mean? They're just two pictures. And it's for that type of person that just likes to... People, posh middle-class folk at dinner parties will sit and go, have you seen the French Dispatch over a wine? And they'll go, oh, yes, it was wonderful. And they'll all sit and pretend that it was good together. And that's what this is for. It's for wankers like that. And they'll, um, they'll mention things like, oh, the, the colours looked really, really good. Yeah. And the message yeah. and the underlying messages were interesting. Ah, yeah. I've seen a few comments on the Rotten Tomatoes saying that it was nice to look at. Like, visually, it was pleasing. It absolutely was not pleasing at all for me, anyway. It goes for a very particular aesthetic, right? And the issue is <laughs> that he puts that over everything in terms of priority, right? So he wants it to look a very specific way. 
So he obviously spends a lot of time because a lot of that stuff's done like live action. So like, see the scenes where they're going up and down the stairs, and it's meant to look like a sort of cut out of a house, so you can see him going through all the floors and opening the doors and all that. Right? He's got to actually do that. So in a way, that's sort of impressive, right? But it's you kind of just have things like that, and then forget about making a good film. It's as if everyone else just fits around about that. It's all just about oh, this looks cool. And then what, what are the actors going to do? Oh, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Just go and fucking do something. You wonder how many more movies he's going to have being so similar to this type of... Like, people, people are going to be asked by. Because I, I, I'm not going to lie, guys. The, the whole time I watched this film, I spent the whole time just Googling the cast and being like, oh, that's the wee boy Black Mirror that was an aunt's. Because he was in it. Uh, if he shut up and dance. And I'm like, set, then I'm sitting looking through trivia about him. Because I'm so disinterested in this movie. And then I'm like, oh, there's Jeffrey Wright. We've just been talking about him recently. I'm going to read more about Batman. And like, I just <laughs> was so disengaged by it um, that I've actually no idea what happened. Uh, I, I said to Burnsy just before we came on, that this took, this was a, for me, 147, uh, sorry, a 147 minute long movie that took me three hours to watch because I just had to pause it at points and I'm doing some uh, training and stuff like that today and then I was like I'm going to pause this and just listen to this legal document getting read out on my computer instead because that'll be more interesting I'm going to listen to a confidentiality agreement rather than watch this film because I was just so bored Um, I'm really disappointed that we had to watch it but it's also really funny to listen to you guys having your rants about it, and I, uh, if anyone is listening, please go back and count the amount of times that the word fuck, fucking, or shit was uh, said um, in Sean's rant because it was multiple. Uh, <laughs> let me let me give you Hunter's take. So he starts off with, "What a crock of absolute shite." <laughs> He's had a few bevs today. <laughs> uh, do you know what is funny? Because this is one of those these films that ruins your day. And he's on holiday, <laughs> watching this on his phone at the side of the pool. <laughs> I was like, I was, watching it. I was, I was watching them. I thought he was just going to say he was going to watch them when he came back, or he was back this right, week. What, what is he doing? <laughs> I would like to take this moment to thank you, Hunter, for your dedication to movie club. Uh, people could learn a lot from you. <laughs> I would like to question your sanity, Hunter. You're sitting in Tenerife for two weeks and you're watching the French Dispatch for the pool. Next time he needs to get next next time he needs to get a projector up so everybody can watch it. Well, that's something that's missing. Oh, I want a few followers, some random people that hunters taking on holiday or Laura's family or something. But there's new <laughs> new followers coming in for Tenerife. Superb. Well, I, what I would like to to see is hunters like body language and mindset directly after this as he's chilling with his pint in Tenerife after just having the soul dragged out of him from this movie. So to further his message here, he's put, what, is, what even is the point to any of this? What the fuck is the storyline to follow, the plot twists, the turns to keep us tuned in? I mentally checked out whilst watching this monstrosity and don't think I will ever be ready to return to this. How is this possible to have such an esteemed array of acting talent and manage to produce this? Um, and then he's, I'll, I'll come to his score uh, very shortly when we come to scores. But, guys, I think we've universally slated this movie to a, a dramatic end. And what I love about when we review films is we're not 
movie critics as such. We base it on how we feel and our experience watching this movie. And I think this is one of these ones where people will see scores and be like, oh my God, how can you give that? Exactly what you are saying earlier, Daniel, because they've told their pals that they loved it because it made them seem cool. Um, this is just us giving our honest opinions. I would never, ever, ever endure watching this movie again. Um, I think it's a good a good comparison. We say the Mega Shark series would be more fun to watch than this because uh, it absolutely would. I love uh, how you said there. We're not movie critics as such. I know. As such, <laughs> well, I just think there's especially the comments, and we'll touch on comments later on with Sean and some of the comments that we get, people have an expectation of how we're going to review it and they can't understand that it's just an indiv- a one person's opinion. It's not... That expectation is whatever they think. That's just the issue with people in general. I mean, the, the correct answer is whatever they think. <laughs> well, um, let's, let's jump on and give some scores for it then. Um, I'll kick it off with Hunter's score. Because uh, he put a little bit of commentary after it. So he put 1 out of 5. No for anything that happened in the film, but merely for convincing the stars to give their names to this steaming pile of shite. <laughs> um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in and score it just higher than a 0, a 0. 0.25, um, on the basis of an image that I sent into the group chat earlier. It was the only redeeming f- factor in the movie. Uh, for listeners at home, that image was a naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. I'll uh, I'll get myself in the kitchen right. tonight. I tried to dance around that there because you know that they listened. I know. <laughs> Sarah, just to confirm, it was a naked woman. The picture, and that was when he paused it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it took me three years to watch it. <laughs> Jackie's uh, Jackie's Fitbit for that cavity around that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't have paused it for that long. I can assure you. I was going to say, uh, not one of us. We all fat cunts. None of us would have a Fitbit. But. <laughs> I've, got, I've got an Apple Watch that's been sitting on charge for about eight months underneath this desk. <laughs> I'll fix it one day. Bonzi, how would you like to score the French Dispatch? Hey, I'm going to follow you with a zero point two five. Only reason being it's. I'd slightly prefer to watch this over Zulu Dawn. That's my only redeeming feature. Do you know, it's actually such a, a hard thing to think about. Would I watch Zulu Dawn over this? What would I do for two hours of my life instead of watching either of these? Would I just sit and stare at the wall? Probably. Oh, I do that before both of them, I. Two hours of my own thoughts is much better than either of those movies. <laughs> Sean? Uh, I'm going to give it a zero because anything higher means that there's something that I uh, that I like about this, and there is absolutely nothing that I like about this. So zero. <laughs> and Daniel, finish it off here. Um, so I'm going to go as far as to say the arrogance and pretentiousness of this film even being made anger me. So I'm giving it a zero. <laughs> God, Hunter's uh, really blowing this score up here. I know. I'm actually gobsmacked because his score suggests he was getting a zero or something. He's he's obviously been on the San Miguel's. Aye. Uh, Um, That overall gives it a 0.3, which I'm hoping is second bottom, or I'm going to be really annoyed with Hunter. A 0.3 indeed brings it down to second bottom. Uh, True Crime's got a 0.35. 
I had to look at dark crimes, you mean? Dark crimes. Joe, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll send you a picture because on the list here it shows us true crimes, but the picture says right. dark crimes. Because <laughs> I looked at it earlier, I would, dark, dark crimes is like a masterpiece compared to this. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I wouldn't go that far. And we've got <laughs> a, a, other movies just for those listening and with a zero attached to the front of them. We've got Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, The Boondock Saints, The Last Airbender, Mega Shark vs. Colossus, Dark Crimes, and Zuludon. What a list of movies. I tell you what, I'd watch The Boondock Saints 10 times before I'd watch this again. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> I've been to more interesting funerals than this fucking film. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so great at that. <laughs> the podcast name. That's the podcast name. Eh? <laughs> oh, do you know it's so funny because I've wrote down three things uh, so far for the podcast name. I put deplorable, just literally deplorable, and uh, <laughs> sorry Tories. No, actually, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> that, that might be better. <laughs> <laughs> More, more interesting funerals. Okay, so let's put a bow on this movie and finish it off. Um, do not watch this. Do not go back and watch this. Uh, we will see you in the comments uh, when it comes to Instagram. I'm sure Sean will finally get some likes from the admin of the Morons of You Movies uh, admin on the on his comments for a change rather than Sean getting bullied. Yeah, I'll back you up on all of, the, all of these ones, Sean. Uh, Sean, you've taken some flack. There are too many people that will actually say that this is good. No, the type of people that follow us are the type of people that like this. This, this is gonna. People are gonna fucking. You, we're gonna get death threats over this fucking <laughs> shit. Hunter won. Hunter, Hunter uh, has been one. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, jeez, Well, Sean, uh, just on the on the on the topic of. <clears throat> Comments? Do you have any comments you wanted to share? Uh, I just want to clear something up. Uh, obviously, on, on the Instagram, everybody was kind of coming at me for my scores last week for uh, what was the film we watched again? Uh, old Boy, Spider Man. Old, old Boy and uh, Spider Man. So I called Spider Man into the Spider Verse a cartoon. My people really, really took offence to it. Uh, and I just want to say that I stand on my comments. I still class it as a cartoon. Uh, it's not for me. And if you get wild by a 32-year-old man who lives in central Scotland who's currently sitting in his spare room talking about films and get a fucking life, just put a comment on Instagram, please. But uh, at the same time, please keep mm. interacting with Instagram, guys. Uh, <laughs> Sean speaks for himself there, not the collective uh, group. And just a, bit, a little bit that Sean's missed out is he didn't just say this is a cartoon he said cartoons are for children uh, he was analyzing people is what he's doing we've he's got a cartoon a coming up next as well so we let's see if I'm consistent up. this is a cartoon I would say this definitely is a cartoon oh, okay. yeah so I uh, just die that's all I say on Instagram thing uh, quite disappointed in people uh some of the words were quite harsh. Also disappointed in you guys for not backing me up. Every comment that these these people made that was liked by the page, every comment I made was just uh, left on its own. Uh, no likes, nothing. So I was kind of fending for myself, uh, which is a shame. But it is what it is. I know obviously you guys are into uh, that Spider-Man cartoon, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that will put the the end to the Instagram comments, um, guys. And welcome back after that short little, we'll call it intermission instead of calling it a fuck up. Um, we essentially, well, I say we, I have to take the blame for this because I'm in control of this type of stuff. Uh, I fucked up the recording there, so hopefully when we come to edit it, we can blend it in together. You won't notice, but we're honest guys, eh? We'll tell you. We'll tell you that we fucked up. Be- you be- only want to. You all actually blend it in, Kyle. There's nothing to convince you to tell, tell the truth here. <laughs> There's no, no evidence to support that, to be honest. No evidence at all. But anyway, let's go on and talk about movie number two. Uh, I'm really, really excited to hear this. Um, Beauty and the Beast, 1991 cartoon. Sean? Yep. <laughs> uh, a prince cursed to spend his days as a hideous monster sets out to regain his humanity by earning a young woman's love. Uh, 1991, an hour and 24 minutes, scoring a 8.1 on IMDb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is number 246 on the IMDb's top 250 list. So it's a very highly regarded movie. Um, I just realised we never went into any trivia about The French Dispatch. I didn't even look. Like we could extend uh, some time on it at the end, guys, and, and talk about that nah, if you wanted to. No. Right, well, let's go on to the Oscar winner that is Beauty and the Beast. Um, I just want to preface this by saying this is an absolute childhood favourite of mine. Uh, I'm going to put this out there as being my absolute favourite Disney movie before I start to talk about it later on. And we're going to come to Burnsy. Eh, sorry, we're not going to come to Burnsy. We're going to come to Burnsy's colleagues' review of the movie, first of all, please. Oh yeah, this is me. I'm supposed to be there, eh? <laughs> This makes go. me feel better than other people aren't ready because I feel like I always fuck up. Uh, so, Ashley Bash, Ashley Wallace, Ponzi's uh, colleague said, "This movie is by far my favourite Disney movie of all time. The relationship between Belle and her father, how much they are both willing to endure for each other, is so special." Then, of course, the way Belle falls in love with the Beast, someone so horrifying and terrifying, (laughs) who turned into a friendly Beast, then a Prince, it's a beautiful love story. The songs are amazing, Mrs. Potts and Chip are amazing too. The movie should make everyone think not to judge a book by its cover. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Um, <laughs> that's actually, do you know what? That's, that's really, really well put, Ash. Um, that would, that is, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I didn't want to say too much just now because the boys are going to go in and absolutely destroy this movie. Um, Daniel, <laughs> on a podcast, but Daniel's just like, I think he's crying or something because he just disappeared for the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Bunsy. I don't know why I found that so funny. I didn't. I didn't need it in advance. I should have read it in advance. Like, that was a perfect match. <laughs> right, I'll go. 
<laughs> yeah, Bunsy, let's follow up your colleague's thoughts with your own thoughts because you need to work with this person. I know. This, this could be one of um, The other thing she did say, actually, just because uh, Daniel just read at the comment, is she never speaks of that ever at all. And she was, it proves I can actually type in normal English instead of just typing a load of shite. Like, surely does it work? That was her words, no mind. Um, but I, at the start, as I say, I thought I was going to hate this because I don't think I had seen it before. Like, at the very start of the film, I thought I had, but as it went on, I was, like, calling up. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I actually barely enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those films which isn't going to be a favourite of mine, but I can see why some people do love it, and I can appreciate that. Um, like, at the very start of the film where... Um, the, the prince gets turned into the beast and or the servants being turned into objects is after that point it did sort of it did seem to take quite a while before you get into the main part of the story. And all the songs were going off and there was that a uh, is it Gaston? Is that his name? Gaston. Gaston. It's like when he was when at the very start when he was on screen it just seemed to take forever to actually get into the main point in the story I found. Um <coughs> But once it started progressing, I could, I, I was like, I was, um, I was quite into it. Um, as Ashley had sort of said, she sort of said some of my points, to be fair, that I thought, like, even though the screen time between Belle and her dad wasn't that long during the film, they did quite a good way of actually showing how much they cared and loved each other. Um, even though, obviously, the main, like, they were, I don't know how much, maybe 25%, if that 20% of the film, they were actually in scenes together, maybe even less. Um, and Belle's character had quite a lot of development throughout it. Like you saw how she was like, they did a good way of showing how caring she was, how loving she was, and how she actually had brains as well. So, um, and Gaston's character is like, for the very start, he did come across as a complete arsehole, which is obviously what they're meant to do, even though it's meant to be a cartoon based for younger people like Sean will say. But um, I thought it was, I thought that was um, quite good as well. Um, the the music and songs did great on me a wee bit at the start, but I don't know if they seemed to get less as the film went went on, or whether it was more just I was enjoying, I was enjoying the film more as it progressed. Um, I don't think like I enjoyed the film that I could compare it to was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's the only one that I could sort of. Maybe there's other ones we've watched, but I should compare it to better. But I didn't didn't enjoy it as much as I didn't enjoy it as much as Willy, Willy Wonka. But it's not something if I had to go back and watch again, I would be like, nah, no fucking chance. It was it was decent enough. It's just no my kind of film that I would want to sit down and watch. But it's probably something that I guess people should maybe watch once. Um, so it was I guess it was probably average. <laughs> That's average, you seem to have given it a fucking glowing review there, and they finished it off with saying it was average. No, it was average. What I mean is average from my personal opinion, but actually the film itself, mm-hmm. as I was saying, it's like, I could understand how, there's not many, I can't really say there's any bad points about the film, apart from where I said the start was quite slow. The film itself was well done, all the characters were portrayed well throughout it, but the letdown is because... Uh, as a cartoon, it's not my kind of 
it's not my film that I would want to sit down and watch. That was the, that was the point. So for me, lucky for you, was, there is a live action version, Bunsy. You can go back and watch this and appreciate it as a live action movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 When it was a beast, I needed it to be an actual human being. That was a, that was the issue with me, and there wasn't any. There wasn't I'm, glad I'm glad you clarified that that you were much more into the love story when there was a two human beings and not. <laughs> and there wasn't a there wasn't a pregnancy storyline as well, and who's the dad? So that was a lesson <laughs> on all of them and romantic romantic stories, as you well know. So a bestiality pregnancy story in a Disney kids film. <laughs> It's not that bad. There's much more concerning things in this film that I'm going to get on you later. Like, I think this makes old boy look tame, this film. Well, let's move on to Sean um, before we come to your thoughts, Daniel, because I've been waiting for the... I, I, I'm, I know where you're, going to, where you're going to go with it, and I do agree with a lot of what you're going to say, but it's, it doesn't take the magic away of this movie for me. But let's go to Sean first. That's not for me. Uh, I think that... Uh, obviously, you mentioned the high score on uh, the ratings it's got and stuff like that. And obviously, Bunsy's pal Ashley there said that she said it's one of her favourites. I think that people watch this when they were a child uh, and just remember that they loved it, so they score it so high. Like I said last week that my favourite animated Disney film when I was a child was Hercules. If I watched that just now, it would be absolutely shite. Uh, I, I just, I'm not into films like this. I, I, and obviously, I can understand people who do like it. Uh, it's it's an easy watch. It's probably the best thing that I could say about it. Uh, but it's just really daft. Like the beast isn't even a beast. It's like a lion. Not really that intimidating. Except like a lion with a suit, with a fucking suit on or whatever it was he was wearing. An eight-foot half lion man wouldn't they intimidate you. Come on. <laughs> no, but I mean in terms of like the big hand man. <laughs> Lions, like, I, well, okay, fair enough. But Comment section. Stop listening to that. Sean's no fear to you. It's not a beast. It's like a beast is like over in Scotland. A beast is something completely different, which I'm not going to get into. But a beast <laughs> is like a, a big scary, like fucking disfigured. Like Cosimodo is a beast. Uh, this thing's scarier than Cosimodo. I wouldn't say so. Cosimodo is just a guy. Disability. You need to watch yourself. We're going to get cancelled. <laughs> I thought it was a monster. No, he's just no, a no, guy. He just formed back. All oh, right, okay. Well, Kyle can cut that bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, God, this is taking me back to that uh, hereditary moment. There, I've fucking done it again. You survived, you survived that one. <laughs> oh my. Uh, but aye, this is this just isn't for me at all. Like animated cartoons, like uh, again, it falls in the bracket for me as a children's film. Uh, but obviously, there is a lot of adults and stuff who are still into their, really into their Disney stuff and all that, which is fair enough. People are into what they're into. I'm never going to tell anybody not to like what they like, but for me, it's just it's no for me at all. Uh, I didn't find myself as bored or as like kind of. Anger, or sorry, angry, uh, as when I was watching the the, uh, the French Dispatch. But I, my mind was wandering the whole way through the film. It was just like just constantly checking how long's left. Just can't wait to get it done. Looking at the clock to see, like this will be done by this time. I can finally fucking be free of it. But no, nah, it'll, it'll it'll never be for me. 
uh, Disney films like kind of cartoons, uh, and I still stand by what I said many, many months ago that Pirates of the Caribbean is the greatest Disney film that's ever been made. Uh, none of the cartoon stuff that we have uh, from the early 90s or even long, long before that as well. So it's a big, fat no from me. Well, you've had a fucking crack in the last couple of weeks, Sean, when it's come to watching movies, haven't you? You've enjoyed yourself. No, uh, it's been absolutely guff. Well, just before Daniel comes in and absolute tears to shred my childhood, um, I, I really enjoy this movie. It is absolutely still my f- favourite Disney movie to watch. Uh, there is others out there that I really, really enjoy that are a lot more recent that don't have the contentious storyline that these movies have from Walt Disney in the background. Um, there's obviously the controversial aspect of it about how they fall in love and what happens in the build-up to it. It's probably not the right message that you want to put out in 2022. Um, but I like everything about it. I think Gaston's like one of the best villains in a movie. Um, especially in a Disney film, he's absolutely cracking. He's the most annoying prick in the world, and we all can somebody that's big built and too handsome, but knows it, um, and it does your tits in. It's obviously me. Um, <laughs> the, the beast is scary. I'm well within the Daniels category. That was scared utter shit out of me. The scene where he's fighting off the wolves and he's just fucking ragged all on them about the snow and stuff um, is really good. Really enjoy it. Um, I was just reading some of the trivia on there as well. Uh, one of the bits that made me laugh here is the first thing that um, the Beast tells Belle when he becomes a prisoner is that she she, she must never go to the West Wing. Uh, in true female fashion, she not only ignores it, but she goes three times throughout the whole movie. <laughs> we a big fuck you to the Beast. Um, so even as a prisoner, she couldn't give a fuck what he, what he says. Um, music for this. Favorite favorite soundtracks, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest is one of the best songs that Disney's ever had. Um, I'm too scared to say too much more. I'm going to bring Daniel in for his slating of this movie. Um, I'm not going to just totally slate it. Like, um, <laughs> I've I've probably seen this about a hundred times. Like, my sister is one of these people that loves all these Disney films. She had them all on VHS back then. I mean, and then all on DVD, and then knew that sort of date. I mean, and then. Uh, Aye, so I've seen Beauty and the Beast so many times, and it's it's now it's like quite popular to talk about like the how stupid the sort of story in this film is, and like I'm just like, let's let's talk let's talk about the servants, please. Let's do that. Let's all talk about <laughs> okay. the servants. They're all people, yeah. right? They're people trapped inside objects. Like what about those plates? They all sleep at night, back to back to back. Imagine being like me, the four of us just have to fucking stand like this to sleep at night. Like, there's you know, to be people. It's, all, it's also interesting that all those people that live in his castle have to suffer because of him. Aye, that's, you're thinking about the moral of the story and all that passion. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about <laughs> If they are people, like, like the wee, how come only one of the little cups gets to get out of the cupboard? The little chip guy, he's out the cupboard. Oh, he's got fucking 20 brothers and sisters stuck in the cupboard all day. That's like prison. Imagine if you were a living cup and you've just got to stay in a cupboard all day. Maybe they're all dead. Maybe they're not all cups and plates. Maybe the, the, the cups and plates that were there from beforehand are just still there. Moving about. That's all these wee brothers and sisters in the cupboard all going, ah. Mrs. Cupboard. Potts has like, been around. Then he goes inside an old man's mouth. A little boy inside an old man's mouth. <laughs> 
the little chip cup. It's all right. And then he's going, oh, your moustache tickles. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little boy in his mouth. It's oh. so fucking weird, this Well, one. we didn't need like, to worry about Sean getting this cancelled. <laughs> but aye, that's what it is, though, eh? It's like a little boy. And like he's, his mum's watching him go into the old man's mouth. Like, weird. Um, aye, and, like, they murdered all those people, so, like, they raided the castle, and then the furniture all murders people. <laughs> And then they turn back to humans. So every single one of those things was a person. It's so fucking weird. How come only some of them got faces? The plates didn't get faces. They could move about, though. Imagine the torture of that, having to fucking spend yourself trapped inside a plate when they wait to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to a teapot and a cup talk all the time. Have you been thinking of this a few hundred times you've watched this, Daniel, and just waited to, to make it I've watched it too many times. Imagine if you were, like, existence in this, uh, the high-end people are, like, the candle and all that, right? But imagine mm-hmm. if you got turned into a plate. That's the worst life. You can't talk or fuck all. You've got to just sit in the cupboard and be upright when you fucking sleep. They bring you out once a fucking blue moon, and then the, the fucking pot that can talk gets to fucking sit in you and fucking burn you. Shite. <laughs> well- uh, I want, I, Daniel, I'm going to push you in the direction of the moral of the story then, and because I do think this is be quite a good discussion. Obviously, if you think, if you think, you think it's a horrible, it's a horrible story because an old man is being chased and vulnerable and looks for shelter, so he becomes a prisoner for trespassing um, when he just wants a little bit of help, and the the only way to get him out is to take the young beautiful daughter and kidnap her with the. Quit with the short turnaround of time that they've got to force her to love him so that it saves everybody else. Well, that point, as well, though, that was her. She was the one that actually offered herself to be to swap with the father, though. You missed that. Aye, because he's a horrible bastard. I mean, if you had the choice of. Your <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. I'm just adding that wee bit in. Oh, sorry. I wasn't meaning to jump in your thought there, Bernsley. Um, see, <laughs> the biggest issue with it, right, is that. He's a as big a cunt as Gaston. Yes. He's maybe getting away from him to get to the, this, but he's a ho- much more horrible bastard. I mean, he's like no. a real, real cunt that's taken our prisoner. But like, see if you flipped the movie around and the the beast was on the outside trying to get into the castle, and Gaston had kept her prisoner, and then but she falls in love with Gaston. It's just Stockholm syndrome in a movie. Do you mean she's just fallen in love with a guy who's kept her hostage? But then he's, like, so aggressive towards it. Like, it's a horrible message because, like, she'll try and be nice to him, right? And he, like, fucking screams in her face in that. But then she's, she loves him. Like, you've got to stay with him and love him in that. I, I, I don't know. If I, like, I don't think it's a thing for little girls to fucking watch. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it's like, it sort of teaches that every, inside every single, like, horrible, aggressive man that fucking screams and shouts at you for nothing. Uh, he's nice on the inside, though, mum and dad. He's not always bad. Do you know what I mean? And it's fucking bad because he's a horrible, horrible cunt, the beast. Even I'm not trying to show, though, that it was because he'd been like that for so long that he'd changed no, into that person. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Aye, and that's the thing. So that's that's not an excuse to abuse. It's a, it's a weird come round, though, because obviously he gets that spell put on him because of... The, the way that he's seen the, the, the old woman and the witch and he was horrible before then, so he got punished for being horrible, he become more horrible and eventually he becomes good. But also, when he comes good, he obviously transforms into a really handsome guy. 
but he only becomes good in the end for selfish reasons to stop himself being the beast now. So it's not even he just used like it's not as if he turned himself around for yeah. unselfish reasons. He's still a dick at the end because he only did it so that he could fucking keep being a human being. No, Let's bring it. No, it was at the halfway through though he was <laughs> he was letting her go. Remember, he was the really he's manipulating her. <laughs> He didn't stop her leaving. That's also the way the film's trying to show it, that he's changing. So he's changed halfway through the film to actually develop feelings for her. So that's where I see the danger in the message. So like the guy who's really, really bad to you all the time, if you keep at it, he'll eventually change. And he will let you go on that night out and not keep you in. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, agreeing, I'm agreeing you to an extent as well. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I'm just saying, I'm saying you're, you're wrong, found. There's bits of it. You can say it's fun. It's fun. There's bits of in the movie that are trying to show that he was, he's obviously a decent person deep down, but I get what you mean in terms of, it suggests that you can just be a dick and then there's, as if there's an excuse for actually being that in the first place and then obviously changing and then getting everything that you, that say he ever wanted is a good ending for the film. I never actually thought of that when I was watching. I think because it's a, because it is like a, because it's a cartoon, then it's not like I don't go into it and think deep feelings about it. Whereas obviously you actually think about it as you're watching it and saying, "What about these people that are meant to be objects, and what about the actual way they've acted, etc." So you've watched the movie as a movie, Bunsy. I think that was looking at the more of a like there's a, there's a female across Disney movies right from the early ones up until maybe the late 90s at least anyway where the, the the actual background moral story is a little bit compromising like sleeping beauty Aye. like kiss Aye. kiss a woman when she's sleeping and she'll fall in love with you <laughs> I mean, like, if this is based on a standard film then i would have i would have the exact same view as daniel but because they're not human people that's why i don't associate myself with those feelings and then they've made a live action of this as well so they've no learned a lesson we've made Aye. it only came out a couple of years ago um, but I know I've obviously taken it too seriously for a bit of a laugh but um, it is mostly like you said Bunsy I've seen this film too many times and like it's my favorite a lot of the stuff I'm even saying in those sort of stolen for Honest Sailors it's like my favourite Honest Sailor as well it's fucking hilarious if you've not watched that I purposely watch didn't it. watch it because I didn't want to skew yeah. my my, uh, my thoughts like they, they do parodies of the songs and all that it's really funny but um I don't know what it is about this. I've watched it far, far too many times. I don't think... I actually quite like some Disney films. Um, and I know why this one's really highly regarded. And it was the first movie, so... Um, see the scene with the ballroom? It was the first Disney movie that sort of moved you in a sort of CD landscape. Now the camera sort of pans in and moves around the ballroom. Mm-hmm. It was the first time anything like that had ever been done. Um, so I think it was quite a sort of pioneering movie at the time, but... A lot of these old fairy tales are just a bit pish and they were written in fucking the eighteen hundreds or whatever and that's why they've got horrible messages because they're just yeah. out of touch. So <laughs> but, um, Listen, I let's get enjoy, I don't enjoy the show the songs, I don't like Belle, I don't like I don't actually like it at all. <laughs> well let's get Hunter's thoughts in here because he has given us them as well. So <clears throat> excuse me. Hunter's put I was never a major fan of Disney Disney's growing up as a Wayne. I was too I was too masculine and I thought they were for girls. <laughs> he sounds absolutely Stephen again. <laughs> However, 
with the softening in my old age and possibly the three San Miguel's deep at the time of viewing, I fairly enjoyed this. <laughs> and it was nice to see the picture of him lying on the sun lounger watching it on his phone. <laughs> uh, um, oh, man. Was my... Sorry, it looked as if he didn't even have like headphones or as if he was actually playing it through his phone. So people are going past and hearing beating the beast. On. <laughs> imagine, imagine I was just going to say that. Pulling those a giant, <laughs> giant Glasgow guy with a beard watching beating the beast out loud of his phone. <laughs> with a sound of on his hands. <laughs> with a big massive smile on his face. <laughs> oh, Danny, that's the most like creepy thought I've ever thought of now. Uh, he put... This was my first time of watching one of the remastered ones and this made the experience more enjoyable. Could always remember Disney films being too songy. However, this one just had a, uh, the odd couple so it made the film fly by. Lumiere was a highlight for me. He's a top shagger. Oh my god. He is absolutely steaming. <laughs> also, plot twist, is the beast Chip's dad. There's no sign of a Mr. Potts and the small child has blonde hair and blue eyes like his potential dad. Uh, is the wee boy, is he not really young when he gets turned into a beast? Yeah. I, I want to say he's like fucking 16 or something like that. Uh, no, I thought, it was, I thought it was young and he had to wait, like, oh, I don't know. I thought this is something that you might have known, Kyle Dan, before what age he was when he got turned into the beast. But I, I thought it was like... After my uh, I'm essentially of viewings of this, I thought he was like 11. Well, I'm just going to read it out here. It says, In Beauty and the Beast, we can deduce the age of Prince Adam, which you don't actually hear his name in the first movie, um, but it is Prince Adam, when he was first transformed to be 11. Ah. So, Nailed it. Mrs. Potts is a potential beast then, uh, according to Hunter. <laughs> Well, she she also like watches her son with old man. So, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> anyway, that uh, does bring us to our thoughts on there, guys. Um, trivia wise, this is Hunter's domain. I've not really looked through it, so uh, not too much to go through there. Let's get into uh, giving. It was the first animated movie to be nominated for the main best picture. Yep, nominated. The, the 1992 Oscars, it was a winner in Best Music for Original Song um, uh, for A Beauty and the Beast, and it was Best Music for Original Score as well. Um, but let's just get the nominees up for that for Best Picture, because uh, I actually can't remember what won for that I one. one um, because I, I, what I looked this up recently, it was Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, correct, well done. Um, alongside the Prince of the Tides, Bugsy, and a, another favourite of morons, uh, JFK. Oh, fuck's sake. This is better than JFK. <laughs> well, let's get to the scoring. Um, I'm going to kick it off with my incredibly high score for this. Nostalgia is definitely playing a big part in this, but it's getting a 4.25 from me. It's no, it's no... It is. Hunter scored... Jesus. Hunter's score coming in next of a three point five. Oh, sorry, a three, a three out of five, a three out of five. Okay. Uh, Bonzi. Um, I'm going with a two point seven five. Sean. Uh, 
I'll go for a 1.75. A 1.75. It's quite high for a cartoon for you. Uh, but I, there's a there's an appreciation for what it is and how people and you know what I mean, but it's just no for me at all. Daniel, um, I, I'm surprised that I'm lower than Sean, but I'm a one point five. My sister's going to fucking hate me. <laughs> this is taking a dramatic drop from where I kicked it off from. Yeah, um, so I, I could almost blame her for this. It's because I've seen all these movies so many times growing up. So it's. It's your fault, Rachel, if you're going to be <laughs> We should tag tag that on Instagram. It's your fault. <laughs> um, what does that do to the overall score in then, Burnsy? Overall, that's a 2.65. 2.65. And you guys will be disgusted with how high that will be on our leaderboard, uh, thanks to me. Well, I'm happy with that. It's okay, I know. That's a bit right. Aye. It's definitely not up at what you wanted, but it's it's levelled out. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, let me just find out where that would put it on the leaderboard. Uh, 2.65 puts this movie above um, Almost Famous, which is 67th, but below What We Do in the Shadows on 67th. So, in amongst it, like, Into the Wild. It's funny you said it, Burnsy. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is in there as well. I had a look at my previous score for Billy Wonka, I gave it a 3.25. So, somebody else had destroyed Billy Wonka. That was the issue. <laughs> Probably Sean. <laughs> uh, I got to die. Well, <laughs> um, can't make complaints about the movies for next week. Well, exactly that. You are bringing on to the next point there. So, that is that wraps up the two movies of this week um, of a 0.3 coming in for the French Dispatch. Um, it's that bad that I'd say watch it, just to appreciate how bad it is. Um, and Beauty and the Beast being an absolute classic coming out at 2.65. <laughs> we did spin the wheel um, offline previously, and it was Sean that was getting to select the movies for the upcoming week, uh, which I believe we will be doing on Monday coming. Sean, what are the two movies that you've chosen for us this time? We have got Gone, Baby Gone, and we have got Rush Hour 2, because we all loved Rush Hour 1. Have you so seen Gone Baby? No, I've not. So I've packed a scene in an unseen like the good old days. Yeah, that's what we'll start doing when we get uh, picked on the wheel. A scene in an unseen or something like that. Yeah, Have that... you seen Gone Baby Gone? Yep. No. I've seen it a few times. Bunsy won't have seen it, so... That's... No, I've not. Oh, so maybe me and Potential Hunter go in with some uh, knowledge to this movie before we do. Uh, it'll it'll definitely make for an interesting discussion, guys. I'm just going to spin the wheel in the background here for the following week. Um, is there any particular things that we are hoping for? Um, Apart from your own name, <laughs> just someone's going to give us some decent films to watch because I'm struggling. Like, I'd like some high quality movies. Oh, see, I I want uh, looking at because I've got the list here in front of me. I'd like a trilogy. I That'd think be good. I'd like that. Good to watch three. I, I, I'm pissing myself at the thought of us watching the three Lord of the Rings movies back to back. Um, I'd like a second watch. I'd like us maybe to go back. It'd be interesting to see what movies we picked for that to get selected on Instagram to see our thoughts on it. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I thought I, I thought we voted no to have that on the wheel. Oh. I don't like that one. Hope it's not that. <laughs> 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 um. 
there's a couple other things on there that would be interesting. Uh, TV scheduled movies, uh, trending on Netflix, another cinema trip would also be nice. Yes, right. I like the cinema trip. The wheel- I was going to tell you, there's a golf film that I should go and watch that. <laughs> I was back at my sport. A golf film? I, now I was also at this talk sport this morning and Laura Woods sure. was talking about it. I'm absolutely devastated. It's clicked by one from Trilogy and landed on Daniel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Through the man's here we come, fuckers. Oh. Can we make Instagram photo, please? No. We just agreed. Uh, everyone heard. I'll cut that out, though. I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for so that. So 16 okay. movies to get selected by Daniel. I'm going to pick one that I think will be interesting for us to watch that I want to get, that I think will get polarising views. That's what I'm going to try and aim for. Well, you landed, you, you were in between horror and trilogy there, which would have both been better picks than you pick them. I would have preferred horror. I would have preferred horror, to be fair. Of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> I might pick a horror for you. Oh, that'd be lovely. I know that you're into them. I might pick a really good horror, actually. That could be a shout, because uh, that Sean's reaction <laughs> to horror films is always good. We've not had one for ages. It's been fucking horror films the past four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys, this has been uh, definitely one of the funnier ones that we've had um, in, in recent times. Um, we do miss you, though, however, Hunter. Uh, we do hope to see you back very, very soon. But that does bring us to... You're on another week's holiday just getting smashed again and watching films with a pool. The boy makes too much money, that's what it is. <laughs> makes far too much money. But listen, that is us. Um, the French Dispatch and Beauty and the Beast are added to the leaderboard. We've got Rush Hour 2 and Gone Baby Gone coming up next week. And the week after, we're definitely getting two, two romance and something else that Daniel's picking. But thanks for tonight, guys. I did really enjoy that. Uh, and I bid you morons farewell. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>